0: Welcome to this week's edition of Flashback Friday, your opportunity to get some good review by listening to episodes from the past that Jason has handpicked to help you today in the present and propel you into the future. Enjoy. This show is produced by the Hartman Media Company. For more information and links to all our great podcasts, visit HartmanMedia.com. Welcome to another edition of The Creating Wealth Show, episode number eight hundred and forty-eight, eight four eight. This is your host, Jason Hartman. Thank you so much for joining me today as we talk to listeners from 164 countries worldwide. We so appreciate you listening and telling your friends and family and coworkers and your enemies about the show, because even your enemies need some help. In fact, there's a great quote that just reminded me of. It's by Winston Churchill. And I don't remember the actual quote. Isn't that terrible? I come on with this quote that I just reminded myself of, and then I don't remember the quote. But anyway, it's about the importance, believe it or not, the importance of Of having enemies and it basically says something to the effect of if you don't have any enemies you probably haven't done anything in life so (laughs) you can always sort of keep score by how many people you're upsetting and how many enemies you have that is one metric you don't want to have too many of them obviously but a few are good you know it means you're doing something you're making some waves creating some dust in the world hey maybe that's what we'll do today. I don't know. We've got a a pretty likable person here on the show with me today. And uh, that is one of our investment counselors. It's Carrie. Welcome back, Carrie. How are you?
1: Hey, thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on.
0: It's good to have you. Do you have any enemies?
1: I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> I keep them close
0: by. <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, you know, that's another quote Abraham Lincoln, I think, said, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. very interesting. You know, they say you can always judge a person by the uh, company they keep. Well, maybe you can judge them by the enemies they have, too. I don't know. We're off on a tangent already, and we haven't even talked about real estate yet. We're just talking about enemies. But yes, I think it's good to have a few enemies kind of healthy, as long as they're not severe enemies. Carrie, what is going on in the marketplace? You are out there talking to clients every day, but... You have an interesting role in our company that other investment counselors do not have, kind of a dual role, and that is where you bring on our local market specialist. You onboard them, you screen them, and you are uh, talking with tons of them out there, and um, you know, you got a, a difficult job. You've got to vet not only the person, or I should say the people and the company, but also the properties, and all of this has to fall into line really with, with the marketplace too. So it's really kind of three tiers that you have to vet. You have to vet the people, the team we're working with, you vet the market, and then you also vet the actual property inventory they have and can provide. So we are on the verge of announcing a couple of new markets one of them that we did business in before. And you know, we are area agnostic. So we move in and out of these markets over time. So look for those announcements soon. Oklahoma City is a pretty new market for us. And Carrie, you've been instrumental in helping us plan that JHU, Jason Hartman University Live and property tour event there. Are you excited about that one? How's it coming together?
1: Yeah, yeah, it should be. A, it's a really good one. It's, um, we have a lot of inventory there. We have um, their property management and their operations. They're really on point. Um, so it'll be exciting to see their neighborhoods and the final touches to what they have out there
0: and our local market specialist there is actually a member of the venture alliance he's in the venture alliance and you actually heard him talking on a prior podcast listeners where we played a uh, a very homemade recording <laughs> maybe like the recordings Donald Trump is keeping secretly in the White House. I don't know. It's kind of like Richard Nixon, you know. <laughs> and uh, so you heard that uh, from our Venture Alliance meeting in Las Vegas, where he was talking about HR and how he manages his team and all that kind of stuff. That guy really is a good entrepreneur. He, he runs a good business. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. But, you know, we'll see it firsthand when we go out there. And we've got a lot of people registered. And Carrie, you said the magic words. I couldn't believe you just said this. You said we have a lot of inventory. Are you kidding me? We actually have a lot of inventory somewhere. I I like hearing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, Oklahoma City. They have a lot going on there right now as far as uh, mostly new construction, but we do have some rehabbed um, turnkey properties as well. So um, it'll be exciting to see and talk with other investors to see what they think of these properties and um, hear their stories comparing to other markets they've been in as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, remember, folks, if you're the new construction inventory, of course, the overall return on investment, the crap rate, I mean, cap rate, sorry, Freudian slip, non-Freudian slip, but a slip. Um, I call it the crap rate because it's really not a great metric and, you know, but. People in commercial real estate, they always want to talk about cap rates, but the the crap rate or the cap rate is lower on new construction properties, and so is the overall return on investment. But, you know, the idea is you're buying a premium property, you're buying a property that's just going to have fewer hassles, fewer maintenance issues, obviously, because it's new better tenant quality in general, you know, ideally better appreciation as well. So all of that is a prediction. I can't say for sure that it's any of that will come true, but generally it does. Okay. So you, you, you know, it depends what kind of investor you are. You know, if you, if you like those C class type properties, then you you know, they get the higher returns, but you tend to have few more hassles and lower quality tenants versus the better quality tenants in the brand new home. So it just kind of depends, you know, it's uh, based on the investor's temperament. But yeah, that that event's coming together nicely. And I'm really looking forward to it, Carrie. We're doing um, Jason Hartman University live at that one, JHU live. And that's where we really go into the numbers and how to analyze a property. We're going to do some panel discussions on this one. I volunteered some people. They didn't volunteer themselves. I volunteered them (laughs) to be on the panel, some clients and some Venture Alliance members. And we're going to uh, take kind of a deep dive into some panel discussions there, which I think will be very enlightening and educational for the attendees. And so join us for that. Go to jasonhartman.com, click on events and sign up for the Oklahoma City JHU Live and Property Tour, and that is in early July, and I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there. Well, not all of you, because we wouldn't have enough space for all of you, but many of you there. And if you haven't been to one of our events, I think this is especially important. Come, like Carrie said, come and meet our clients and meet our team, our providers, and our team. That is just so important. You know, we are not a uh, high tech company. And uh, we are a high touch company. We are not a DIY, you know, do it yourself real estate investor company. We are a done with you company. We do it with you. And we really get involved and get in the trenches with our clients and help them make their real estate career real estate investment career real estate portfolio work for them and all of our clients you've heard so many of them on the show over the years will attest to that you know this is really a done with you thing so we want you to meet us we want you to meet our clients we want you to meet our team I'm sure we'll have many clients there that have purchased dozens of properties through us. You know, you can just hear firsthand in these casual conversations, the good, the bad and the ugly. You know, it's, it's not all good, but it's, it's just better than everything else. That's all it is. (laughs) Real estate investing. It's, it's not perfect by any means. So come to Oklahoma City. We'll look forward to seeing you there. And Carrie, thank you for your help on that. I want to talk to you more, Carrie, about other markets and, kind of what's going on in the world of vetting properties and vetting local market specialists and so forth. But before we do that, you had some questions about interest rates and, you know, kind of what that means for investors and, um, you know, to the economy in general. So do you want to go into that first?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, one of the articles we recently came across was um, on the spike of interest rates. What do you see um, as investors come to me? You know, should they Be worried about these interest rates? Should they hold off on buying or is it still a good time to go forward with financing their property?
0: Okay. So to answer that question, Carrie, first of all, I have to, in the interest of full disclosure, I have to disclose that I have been very right about very, very many predictions. But one that I have been fabulously wrong about is interest rates. (laughs) You know, if you came to my seminar in 2004, (laughs) okay, uh, 13 years ago, and then if you came in 2007, and then if you came in 2009, and then if you came again in 2011, I would have told you interest rates are going up. And I have been fabulously wrong about this. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to say. I admit when I'm wrong, (laughs) okay? Interest rates, very hard to predict. Probably one of the best places to get interest rate predictions, and I want to get them on the show, and that is someone from Grant's Interest Rate Observer. Grant's Interest Rate Observer, a high-end newsletter that talks a lot about interest rates and so forth. But it's clear To me, and it should be to everybody, that the Federal Reserve, our central bank, believes that the economy is strong and it is in well into recovery and they are raising rates. And, you know, for the first time since 2008, we've really seen a real rate increase and we see an upward trend in interest rates. There is no question about that right now that that is the track that the track the Fed is on is to raise rates at least one more time this year. They just did it once recently, and that was just, what, a week? I don't know. I can't keep track of time anymore. Just a week ago. Yeah, just like, well, 10, felt you know, like five days. Yeah, it was last week. So clearly, they think the economy is strong, and they're raising rates. They still have a target inflation rate that they want to get to of around 2%. You know, what does this mean for investors? Well, Carrie, as you know, we've talked a lot about the multiple dimensional nature of real estate investing, and we've talked a lot about the three dimensions of real estate. And so when rates go up, it means housing affordability declines. It means fewer people can buy, fewer people can qualify. And so when that happens, there are millions and millions of people who are now renters, And the vast majority of them think, I want to buy a home. I want to get that house with a, you know, metaphorical white picket fence and, um, you know, have the American dream of home ownership. The vast majority of renters think that way. I'm not like passing judgment on that. For most of them, it would be a good decision to buy a home. They are then priced out of the market. Of course, there's been a lot of appreciation. Prices have gone up quite a bit in the last, uh, six, seven years, obviously. Uh, and, um, and then with interest rates going up, the Fed is kind of signaling that, look, you know, the economy is recovering. We've got to raise rates. And one of the reasons they have to do this is because the Fed has certain weapons that it can use. To fix the economy when it gets into a a recessionary time or a depressionary time. And one of those tools, one of those, you know, very powerful bullets in the gun, if you will, are interest rates, they can lower rates to stimulate the economy. And the problem they've been facing for many years, and the reason so many people thought—and you—you heard Harry Dent talk about this years ago on my show—and many others, Peter Schiff, et cetera. And these are the people that are almost always wrong, but they're darn interesting to listen to. <laughs> um, and uh, they've—you they, know—they have said, you know, maybe it will be like Japan the lost, what was originally the lost decade then became the lost two decades and now is moving into the lost three decades in Japan where basically there is no weapon to combat a bad economy. And so if the economy tanks again for whatever reason, the Fed needs to have rates be a little higher so it can then lower them. You know, it's all relative, right? And if the rates are at at basically zero, There's no, you know, the Fed is shooting blanks. They have no weapon. They have no tool to stimulate the economy. So they've got to get rates back up. It is imperative that the Fed increase rates and that we see those rates then play through the market. Now, it's important also to understand that the Fed does not directly impact mortgage interest rates. They only do it indirectly, okay? But they definitely influence it. There's no question. But they do directly impact short-term interest rates. The Fed needs to raise rates. We need to see higher rates. It's totally unfair to senior citizens that have saved money that just want to put their money in the bank and have a CD, a certificate of deposit, and ladder those certificate of deposits so they expire at different times. And you know retire off off their money why should they have to be investing in risky stuff in uh you know stocks and they should be able to just coast at retirement age but they can't do it because the rates are so low there's no yield for them so it's very unfair to those people to have very low rates and so there are many aspects it is unhealthy to have really really low interest rates rates need to go up and the fed realizes this. And so does the rest of the government. And if you ask me, that's where we're going. Okay. So, uh, what will that do to the market? Well, it's, it's going to make rents go up. It's going to put upward pressure on rents and it's going to reduce the frothy bubble market that we're in, in these cyclical markets carry, because in the cyclical markets and, you know, all of California, the Pacific Northwest, South Florida, the expensive Northeastern markets, those markets are crazy. The prices are way too high. You know, clearly, th- they need to dampen that. And uh, higher interest rates should do the trick. <laughs> so it it makes the market more healthy when interest rates are at a normal level. They're way too low. It's unhealthy to have really low rates for so many reasons. So, uh, you know... You got to take away the punch bowl at some, you know, the, the economy is getting too drunk off low interest rates. And, hey, Kerry, there's one more aspect that's kind of interesting, too. You know, you've heard a lot, and certainly you and I have talked about this, about how the middle class is just being destroyed in America. We used, you know, what made America so great for so long is this big middle class. And the middle class is is declining in, in numbers. It's, it's a sad thing. Uh, I really don't want to see it. Low interest rates make the rich get a lot richer. They concentrate wealth. The rich get much richer in a low interest rate environment because they take advantage of inflation-induced debt destruction. And, you know, the middle class might get a little bit of a benefit of this, but it's nothing compared to the wealthy uh, classes. So that's another thing that um, higher interest rates will do is it will lessen the concentration of wealth. Now, people could argue that all day long, but that's what I believe anyway, you know, so... So, does does that kind of make sense though on the interest rate thing? I mean, it's it's good for rents. We're going to see higher rents. Higher interest rates mean higher rents.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. Um that'll answer a lot of questions out there. So, thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's another thing that's important to know and it's not directly about interest rates, but it's about what the Federal Reserve did during the the great recession. They they purchased bonds like crazy. They were buying up bonds because they ran out of tools. They The interest rate tool was exploited. You know, they shot all the bullets. They lowered rates so much to stimulate the economy that the next thing they had to do is buy up bonds. And so when they bought up all these uh, uh, bonds and mortgage-backed securities, that are essentially act like a bond. Okay. Basically what they, what they did then is they increased the amount of lending because every loan essentially converts to a bond. And so if there's no investor to buy the bond, then uh, the lenders run out of money to loan, right? So the Fed bought tons of bonds and Janet Yellen made an interesting remark last week. She said, now the Fed is trying to sell off the bonds. Okay. And roll back this program. And she said, watching the Fed reduce their balance sheet of all these bonds would be as exciting as watching paint dry. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of a funny <laughs> remark. And, and she's right. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, so that, that'll that be an interesting thing to see, too. But the, the weird thing is that you combine this with the stuff the Trump administration is doing of rolling back Dodd-Frank and making lending easier and borrowing easier. You know, it's it's pretty good time for real estate investors. I mean, uh, I don't know, you know, without trying to sound too much like some kind of Trump fan, which I'm not, um, at least not that much, although I think you'll be good for the economy. You know, I think the glory days are here for a little while longer. So I don't uh, I don't see any big, um, big disaster happening unless there's just something we don't know that's behind the scenes. So, yeah. So, Gary, what else is going on in the marketplace? Kind of share with our listeners a little bit the vibe of what the local market specialists are saying to you you know, the difficulty uh, of getting inventory from them, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Yeah. So as you mentioned, um, you know, I'm always working with new providers and our current ones, local market specialists who bring on these properties for us. Um, So the majority of it is, like you said, just finding the homes, um, finding what's out there and making sure that it's, um, you know, quality, um, property for our investors. Um, you know, I did have one of my investors went to, um, one of our local market specialists uh, the other week, and you know he asked him for properties, trying to work with him, and the local market specialist actually said, no, this property isn't good enough to Jason's standards, so I'm not even gonna refer it to you, it'll go to someone else. Um, so that's the kind of uh, local market specialist we bring on too, they know the standards, they know what's out there and what you guys are looking for, and that's kind of reassuring too that they have um, our backs as well as your backs Backs, um in what they providing. So that said, these properties, they're just going, you know, right, right when it gets listed. I mean, they're almost gone within 24 hours if it's a quality home. Um, so that's been a challenge is um, just to keep the properties on our site long enough for everyone to see them.
0: You know, Carrie, just to comment on that. I remember when I was in traditional real estate and the market was on fire and houses were selling, you know, in a half an hour, basically, you know, uh, you could sell a house in Irvine or Newport Beach where I, I worked, you know million dollar house sold in 20 minutes. You know, it's unbelievable, you know, ridiculous, Uh, basically a waiting pool of buyers. And one of the things that people had to do back then is they would do all kinds of things. They would like write a letter to the seller, including a picture of their cute family and say, you know, basically begging them to sell the home to them because they had multiple offers and it was just you know, I, I've been through that cycle like three times now, OK, you know, in the traditional market. And, you know, now I've seen it a couple times in the investment uh, side of the market uh, that I've been doing for the past uh, 14 years. And um, it, it's one of the things people have to understand. And this is a, another important reason to come to Oklahoma City to our property tour and JHU event is that you need to form and I'm talking to you, investors, you need to form a relationship with the people on our team. And I know this may sound ridiculous. You may think, hey, Jason, uh, Carrie, I've got money. OK, I'm the customer. Sell me the house. OK, eh, not so easy in this market. It's not quite that way. Now it's almost to some extent a privilege to get to buy the house, to get to spend your money. Right. And I know, I know that goes against a lot of people's thinking. They think, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Okay. Now you can buy crap houses all day long and not have to do any of this stuff, but I'm telling you, it behooves you to get these local market specialists to know, like, and trust you. Okay. They want to, you know, look at everything in life. We all know this is all about relationships. Okay. And, um, this is one of the softer elements of investing. You've, you've got to obviously have a team. Um, and that, you know, come to the property tour and meet the team, right? In one of our markets and get them to know, like and trust you. Get them to put a face to you. See, it used to be we'd say, uh, you know, We'd say this to our providers in, in 2009. Okay. When, when there, there were almost no buyers and lots of sellers, right? That was the opposite side of the equation. We would say, come to our meet the masters event so the clients can meet you, so they can know, like and trust you. Now I'm saying this to the investors listening. I'm saying come to our event so the seller can know, like and trust you. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's flip flopped, hasn't it?
1: It has. It has. It's it's amazing how much building a relationship will do and where it can take you these days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, very important. Okay. Carrie, go, go ahead with what you were saying. I interrupted you with that comment though, but yeah.
1: Um, that's all right. What was I saying? Um,
0: well, you were just talking about, you know, getting the properties and then I went into the, you know, the in traditional real estate, the people that wrote a letter to the seller and put gotcha. picture of their family and all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah. So, I mean, we do have, you know, some of the hot markets right now with a lot of inventory and we're still trying to, um, reach out to those, um, other markets. Like Jason said, we have some new ones coming up. So, um, you know, when I go through these and I vet them out, I probably go through five different, um, local market specialists a week that, and they don't come on board and it, it'll take them six, months just to make sure their property management, their properties, and their operations all um, work side-by-side with what we um, preach out there, too. So it takes a lot of effort, and that's why, you know, there might not be as many properties available right now, too, because, um, you know, we're, we're picky in that area, but when they do come, they're good properties, and it's a solid team to back it up.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. You know, you might think we're just giving lip service to this, folks, but we're not, okay, we're picky. If we wanted to sell junk, we could do that all day long. And, you know, everything in life boils down to weighing out the short-term gain or the long-term gain. And, you know, it's all—it's always this way. Like, do you want to be instant gratification minded? Do you want to sell a bunch of properties this month or this year? Or do you want to be able to keep selling properties for the next 10 or 20 years? And, you know, do you want to make some cash, some quick cash, or do you want to make a fortune? Well, you know, I believe in long-term thinking and I'm willing to delay gratification and, you know, have that long-term foresight in the way I run the business and all of our people, Carrie, Sarah, Oliver, Fernando, they're all like that. Okay. And, um, you know, that's why we have such a fantastic team because we're just not going to lower our standards, too much. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, we, we have lowered them a little bit and I'll tell you how we've lowered them. Okay. Years ago, for example, we sold many, many properties and Carrie, this was even before you were with us years and years ago. We sold many, many properties in places like Austin, Texas, Phoenix, and Denver. Okay. Listen, those markets, I will not deny for a moment that Those markets are better than Memphis and Indianapolis and uh, Toledo, okay? But the fact is, those markets have all become way too expensive, and everybody's priced out of those markets. And here's another way we've lowered our standards, right? You know can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with, (laughs) the old song, right? Um, Is that, you know, we used to have rent to value ratios back in 2010, for example, of 1.6% regularly. That was a common occurrence. Now, you know, if you can get 1%, which is fine, that's a great deal. Okay. Um, That's fantastic. If you can get 1%, so the standards have declined, but you know, we can't fix that. That's just the whole marketplace. But we're not going to do D quality properties, we're not going to do D quality providers that don't offer any degree of service or follow up and basically scam people. And we're not going to offer D quality markets that just are crappy markets that are just way too blighted. And we're not going to you know, do some of this crazy offshore stuff either. Okay. That, you know, I'm not saying we never will. If something makes sense, Hey, we'll do it just like the next person, but we're just going to have some standards and we're going to be picky. And you know, the, the company, the most successful company on earth is extremely picky this way. And that is Apple, the most, almost a trillion dollar company. Now, (laughs) the most valuable company, the human race has ever known incredibly high standards Everybody loves their products and they're willing to pay triple to quadruple the price. <laughs> I love it when all these people say, well, I can get an Android phone for ninety nine dollars. Why would I pay seven hundred dollars for an iPhone? Try an iPhone. You won't <laughs> want to go back. <laughs> you know, uh, I can get a little PC laptop for, uh, you know, four hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, I, I know you have to pay uh, sixteen hundred for a Mac, but it's so much better. <laughs> okay, it really is. So yeah, that's the that's the philosophy. Carrie, any other thoughts on this? I know I tend to go off on tangents here.
1: Um, no, no. Uh, as far as the the markets, you know, it'll come back. The, they're working hard. These providers and inventory will be there. Um, but uh, some things to keep in mind is, you know, when you are ready um, as an investor, of course, first educate yourself, get out to these events, like Jason said, and, and get the hands on experience um, and listen to the podcast and
0: inform and the relationship,
1: relationship. then once you're ready to go, you know, get yourself through lending, get yourself through financing. And once you have your pre-approval read, uh, letter, you know, make sure you're ready to jump on a property and and know the market, know what you're looking for. So you're not going to miss out on that deal when it does come up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got to be ready in today's market because in today's market, you need to convince the seller that you are the buyer that can complete the deal and can complete it quickly. You know, it's it's not just being willing to buy a property anymore. It's being you know, ready and willing and very able and the way you, and having a relationship, that's going to help you too. Big time, big time. So, you know, can't quantify it exactly, but it's important. And so like Carrie said, get pre-approved for your financing. Our investment counselors, you know, Carrie and the rest can refer you to the right lenders that specialize in investment property financing. You know, we'll help you buy the properties. And, and, you know, one of your dear clients and our dear clients, um, recently, carry. He's been on the show. He's such a great guy. He comes to a lot of our events. And, you know, he got kind of burned uh, recently on a couple of properties that he was buying. And, you know, the seller sort of changed their mind, basically, I think, because they figured they could sell the property for more. And this kind of stuff happens. But if you try and do it on your own, it's going to happen to you all the time. There's going to be no recourse. Whereas if you have our leverage, you know, we we get these local market specialists to keep viewing things from a long-term perspective. They know that the market will not always be this way, and it will become imbalanced in the other direction eventually, and they will need us. They view that relationship as very important. So you're going to get the power of our relationship, okay, with the local market specialists that's going to help you make your portfolio, your investments more successful and, you know, get you properties in the first place, good quality properties. But then also we want to help you form your own relationships. And again, that's why you got to come to our events. We'll see you in Oklahoma City, folks. Okay. Be there. JasonHartman.com, click on events, get your tickets for the Oklahoma city tour and um, meet our team there. You'll really like them. They're a good team. Carrie, are we ready to wrap it up?
1: I think we're good.
0: All right. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me and letting me ramble on. Carrie, do I ever go on a tangent? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just now we'll and then, right? There. Just, just <laughs> yeah. occasionally, only occasionally. <laughs> yeah.
1: this, this
0: might be a reason that I'm single. Hmm. <laughs> it's a thought. It's a possibility. Anyway, uh, okay. So anyway, happy investing to all of you. And we'll look forward to seeing you in Oklahoma City. Those of you who... uh Joined us in Chicago. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us in Chicago for Venture Alliance Mastermind. Hey, Carrie, actually one more thing, but wait, there's more. You're working on some good stuff for the Venture Alliance coming up. Our next one, which will be tentatively slated for September, we do these quarterly meetings. Tell us what you're working on.
1: Yeah, we have a a few options here. Um, Some exciting things. We could be going to Cuba. We could be going to Kauai or... um, Sweden into an ice hotel. So um, that one might be more in the winter, but there's some exciting things and uh, you should all get out there for one of them. So, folks,
0: did you see the James Bond movie with the ice hotel? I think that was when Pierce Brosnan was James Bond, I believe. And he had that Aston Martin that was the, you know, cloaking Aston Martin that was invisible, basically. And they were in the ice hotel in Sweden. And that's with, on our on our bucket list for the Venture Alliance Mastermind. We want to do Cuba, Kauai, uh, which is, you know, the island in Hawaii, obviously. It's always hard for me to say Kauai, Kauai, Kauai. Carrie, any help on that?
1: I, I believe it's Kauai, but Kauai, like Hawaii, yeah. Kauai.
0: Yeah, I know. It's hard to say that one, at least for me. (laughs) Uh, The Ice Hotel in Cuba. We want to do Cuba. I think that would be a super interesting trip. I have actually been to Cuba. I was there about 12 years ago. And folks, it's like going back in time. It's Everything stopped in 1959 when Castro took over and, and communism took over. So I want to get back there again before it becomes too westernized and modern and uninteresting, you know, as soon as there's Coca-Cola signs everywhere it's boring. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when it's like this. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh Kerry's working on some good venture alliance scouting. So Kerry, thank you for doing that and check out the venture alliance in more detail at venturealliancemastermind.com. I just finished that great book Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill and he just over and over talks about the importance of a mastermind group. It's so so important. So Anyway, before we get on another tangent, Carrie, let's say goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Happy investing, everyone. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. Be sure to check out the show's specific website and our general website, hartmanmedia.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Remember that guest opinions are their own. And if you require specific legal or tax advice or advice in any other specialized area, please consult an appropriate professional. And we also very much appreciate you reviewing the show. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever platform you're using and write a review for the show. We would very much appreciate that. And be sure to make it official and subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.